when wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. What would your jazz, reggae, adult, contemporary pop name be? Contemporary pop? Yeah, it's it's porn pop for sure. Hello again and welcome to True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Topher. I'm Rachel. Rachel is our wine drinker. Yes, Topher is our wine snob <laughs> i prefer expert um, sure we'll go with expert. i'm the expert witness about that and uh-huh. judge so we've got an exciting episode today i'm actually really excited because we are getting t- into one of my favorite types of wine and so i'm going to do something a little bit different and take pity on you today and not make you wait okay we're gonna go ahead and pour Woo! And smell and taste, and then I'll kind of get into a little bit about okay. what we're drinking in the background. So, so, so we did decant again, just to kind of briefly revisit that. Decanting is what is going to allow the wine to that's good, <laughs> okay. to open up, so we get a little bit more of the nuances of flavor more easily. Because um, we're fancy, and we are fancy, fancy decanty. So today we are drinking a Toscana Rosso. Okay. 2018 Toscana Rosso literally means Tuscan red. Yes. And that's basically all I know. So let's let's get into all it. Right. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I'm not going to gulp it. Yeah, let's smell first. It's very fragrant. I can tell it's immediately. It's a strong smell. I wouldn't say pungent because pungent has a negative connotation, but it's, it has a very strong fragrance to it. Coming at you. Yeah. What are you getting from this smell? God. Right now, to me, it smells like red wine, honestly. Like, okay. if you're like... Picture or imagine, not picture or smell. I suppose you could if you met okay. like little wavy lines coming yeah, off yeah, the bottle. Very uh, comic sans sort of. Yeah. No, it has a very like red wine smell. I'm not okay. getting anything other than just like red wine. Well, I would say it's at first kind of hitting you on the nose. It's very fruit forward. And I'm getting like kind of like a baked cherry sort of thing going on. Oh. Yeah. Like t- it smells kind of like a cherry pie. Interesting. But it's also got a nice earth. And the earth that I associate it with is kind of like a wet clay, like a okay. like red kind of like after it's rained kind of thing. Okay, so we're sticking with red things. It's very red. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, and that's what you picked up on. See, so I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, Rachel let's, let's taste it okay. and see what we get. Hmm. Okay. And taste a little, little other stuff. This is very interesting. It's not what I would have expected, but it's not. Oh, you, well, I was going to say it's not bad. You don't seem to be I'm enjoying it. I'm not loving it right now. Okay. Can you can you explain a little bit about why? It has. Okay. So this may be totally off, but it has a little bit of like a metallic-y hmm. kind of taste to it. Okay. Um, but I think like not good wines tend to have that taste Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm not picking up quite on that. However, as my palate attunes to it, I might see a little bit more what you're talking about. Or I could just be wrong. I don't I don't I don't think that you're wrong because you're definitely picking up on something that you have a strong association with. It's just kind of calibrating what that exactly is. You it kind of tastes like you let wine sit outside mm. in a tin can for a bit. Okay. That's not very pleasant. No. <laughs> All right. Well, but you know what? I I will suffer for the sake of our art and continue to drink it. You're so good. 
So one thing that I will say is that this, so there's different tiers of wine within the Italian kind of classification system of wine. So your lowest is going to be your Vino de Tavola. Your tin can wine. Well, Vino de Tavola, it is table wine, literally okay. translated. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of your, your base level. Uh-huh. Then just above that is your IGT. That uh, stands for Indicazione Geographica Typica. That's what this okay. is. Okay. And then above that, you have the two highest tiers, which is the DOC and the DOCG. And those Ooh. are those are your really kind of super quality noble wines. So this is, it's a step above table wine, but it's not going to be that higher tier. This is more of like a mid-level sort of thing. Honestly, though, I, I think in terms of taste, I've had better table wines than this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've, I'm I'm coming out strong. You are. I'm I'm interested though to see how that if well if it even yes. evolves. Yeah, because it might. because we didn't we didn't let it sit in the decanter for very long, so it really hasn't True. had a lot of time to open up. True. So there is a chance that this could improve as you go, or it could get worse. It, that's possible as that's well. That's for us to decide. So what do you know about Tuscany? Can you? Diane Lane lives there. I think that is probably going to be of the. Major cultural touchstone for a lot of people. Tuscany is actually one of my favorite places in the entire world. And I actually have had the privilege of literally going there and not just imagining like we normally do in our podcast. Okay. Where did you go in Tuscany? Uh, So I I actually stayed in Florence, took some trips to the surrounding countryside in Chianti. Oh. Chianti is the region and and the wine. The grape that's used in Chianti, as the main grape at least, is Sangiovese. Okay. Which I'm, I'm endeavoring to like use the correct pronunciation and you know i like to enunciate every syllable Do it. so actually it's sangiovese 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 there you go yeah i'm gonna keep saying sangiovese just so we're clear like an american like an american but yeah so that makes up about 61-ish percent of all of the wine that's produced in tuscany is that because tuscany is kind of known as being more like kind of a farmland kind of yeah so actually i too have been to tuscany not to brag have you i don't think i I realized that maybe we talked about it before i think you've had more experience there because i was in florence for like a day or two and then kind of which is on a train through the countryside oh i love florence and we were actually there during the winter time which Mm. was an interesting experience i've not been like during the heat of the summer but during the winter in like mid-december or so Mm. and it was a lot of the days were kind of like cold and foggy and rainy. Mm. And I think for a lot of people that would have been kind of a negative. And for me, it lets you see the colors of the city in a completely different way yeah. than on the sunny days that we were there. And I actually really enjoyed seeing that side. It was also because it was the winter time. Cheaper. The, it was cheaper and it yeah. was the off season. So it wasn't crowded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was great. We didn't have to wait in line for anything. There were Christmas markets everywhere. So we're just like That's drinking exactly. our like hot mold wine, walking through like. Oh, no, I, do, I don't like hot mold wine. Really? Yeah. Not a fan. You're very opinionated about your wine likes and dislikes in this episode. That's yeah, exciting. I am. That's very I'm exciting. coming to my own today. So <laughs> when you mentioned that you think of it as like kind of rural farmland. Yes. Tuscany was actually known as the breadbasket of Rome okay. back during the Roman Empire. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was actually founded before that, though. In terms of civilization and cities and agriculture, the Etruscans were the first major civilization cool. to to found there. We actually got to visit some Etruscan tombs that were really interesting in the awesome. countryside there. Mm-hmm. But they actually named the place uh, along with the Greeks. And let me see where my notes are here because I want to make sure that I pronounce this right too. Uh, Anotria, which means land of wine. So even back oh. as early as like 
the 7th century BC. Mm-hmm. They were really well known mm-hmm. throughout like Europe and the Middle East for their wine production. And they were already importing to other places. So what happened with this bottle then? I, I can't I can't speak to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so the the fun thing about Tuscany, I think, really is that it's such a nerd centric place. It doesn't matter what your particular nerdiness like goes for, whether it's art, history, history, literature, architecture, wine, wine exactly all of it. Because yeah. I mean, you're talking about this is the birthplace of the the Renaissance. Yeah, this is literally where it started. So you've got, you know, just before that, you have like Dante and Machiavelli doing their yeah. writings, but then you also have Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci doing a lot of things. Yeah. And it's it's just a really really cool, very rich area politically as well, because mm-hmm. this was the seat of the Medici's, which yes. I'm sure some of our listeners will have probably watched that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually not, I've not seen it. It's I've seen parts okay. of the Borgias. But that's different. I like the Borgias better, okay. honestly. Well, the Borgias is a little bit more scandalous, I feel like, versus the Medici's being a lot more sort of like cutthroat politics. Yeah. And the Medici's like the show's a little more soapy. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't, I don't mind that. Not my thing. I don't mind that so much. I did think it was interesting reading about some of the more famous Medici's that lived in Florence And so there were two actually, and you know how like in these families, they would recycle names, obviously. And so then they would have some sort of other epithet put with them. And so there was like playing the gouty, like as in someone who has gout, but then after him, a couple like generations later, there was playing the unfortunate. And it just makes you wonder like (laughs) when you're have the same name as someone who's known for having really bad gout yeah. What did you have to have happen to you that makes you unfortunate? <laughs> right? Like he was just a real uggo. Like boiled. Terribly clumsy. Oh, so clumsy. So unfortunately clumsy. Aww. Yeah. And when, at what point do you get that nickname? You're just like, oh. Right. Shit, I guess that's what. Okay. You fine. kind of hope that it happens like after you die. But I kind of hope that it didn't happen. After What's that happened? Died. He's like really young. He's like yeah. 10. Like. Yeah. It's not going to get better for you. Like maybe it was one of those things where it's like he was not a good looking child. He was a very homely child. And they were like, don't worry. Once like puberty hits, you're going to blossom. He just and got then, worse. And then it got worse. And they were like, well, that's unfortunate. And it just kind of stuck. And they're like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> so the other thing that I want to touch on, and we'll get back to some of this, too, because there's a lot of really fun history to talk about here is that Sangiovese is actually, it was named by the Etruscans as well. Mm-hmm. And its original name was taken from Sanguis Jove, which is Jove was the chief god, the chief deity. Okay. Sanguis is blood. So mm-hmm. it's, this is blood, blood of, blood of the, the gods. So like Zeus would be the chief god of the Greeks, Jupiter of the Romans, and mm-hmm. their version was Jove. So okay. this is like the blood of Zeus, in a sense, you know? So we're basically like it's, having communion we're right having, now? We're having a very pagan communion right now, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the Etruscans. Right. Good job, you guys. I feel like we need like a loaf of bread. They need a shout out. <laughs> you just want some bread? Ooh, actually, like a nice loaf of bread. Yeah. Fact checker. Some like really good like buttered bread? Italian bread. Oh, so I did have some nice herbs in it. I had such a corny moment when I was like reading through my stuff. Okay. And I was reading about how the Romans referred to Tuscany as the breadbasket of Rome. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, you mean never ending breadbasket. Am I right? Because when you're here, you're family. That's right. I think Olive Garden does kind of go for like a Tuscan vibe. They do. Yeah. Their decor. So I actually, my first serving job. 
was at Olive Garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you're going through your orientation and your training and everything, they talk to you about a lot of the like corporate programs. And there is a corporate scholarship program <gasps> where like if you're an aspiring chef, they will like there's some kind of special thing where they'll take you out to their like headquarters in Tuscany and like teach you about I know and I'm like but wait but I just learned about all of the shit that you make is frozen but you guys so, have chefs like I don't yeah. <laughs> I thought you just microwave that's I mean that's basically what happens but Olive Garden if you'd like to sponsor us oh yeah we'll take your money Olive Garden yeah and your food's delicious we'll go to Tuscany for you We'll actually learn something from a real chef there. Exactly. Yeah, I wish that we could have taken some cooking classes while we were out there. That would have been really fun. We did have an amazing wine and culinary experience that I'm going to get into a little bit later. Okay. Share some personal stories about the area. But in the meantime, I'm kind of on pins and needles. And I, especially now that I know how you feel about this wine, I need to see the bottle. I will. Okay. Before I reveal the bottle, I will say it's growing on me a bit. Okay. It's not as terrible. Maybe your palate's acclimating. Did you, do you think that maybe you had some preconceived notions about what it was going to be? No, I don't really have any preconceived notions about the wine. You're like, I don't think things. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I don't think women don't use their brains. Hell no. All right, are you ready to see? I am ready to see. All right, so. Can I make some guesses? Okay, yeah. Do a little guess. Chef (gasps) Topher? Holy shit, you got it. Yes. It's a bottle full of SpaghettiOs. I figured that it was either Chef Boyardee or I don't know his name, but the glove from the hamburger, hamburger helper. helper. But his name's like Mr. Macaroni or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Glovey? I will say I, he Mr. Glover? I don't think that I've told this story okay, to you tell before, it. but when when we were in Italy, me and Fact Checker, before we went to Florence, we were in Milan and we went to like a really huge massive cemetery there Mm -hmm. it's like the place where like people have been buried for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years Mm -hmm. all the wealthy families families have like their families 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 oh boy yep they all have their obelisks and their like mausoleums and stuff Uh and so we were playing this game where we were like let's see who can find like the most quintessentially italian name in this italian cemetery Mm -hmm. and we're like you know throwing things out at each other got some really great options going right Mm -hmm. like really good options and then we round this corner and we see this massive mausoleum like the biggest one we've seen so far with the name giuseppe pasta carved across the doorway i swear to god fact checker yes we we just about peed ourselves right there in the middle of this goddamn cemetery i was like there is no way you cannot have the last name pasta i promise you i promise you it's somewhere me, mr pasta somewhere i have if i can find all of the photos that i took from that trip i definitely took a photo of it and i will publish it but please it's, do it's amazing okay it was such a wonderful moment so anyway well i will say our celebrity is not italian oh okay at all no no italian connection there it's a man is it? oh okay Super so it's famous. not diane lane no oh that'd be perfect if it was diane lane. i was really hoping that it was either gonna be Missed diane lane or sandra O. Oh. Oh, because okay. she was also in that. Yeah. And I love Sandra O. Oh. I do like Sandra O. Oh. Okay, so it's a man. Man, super famous. Super famous. The bottle is going to reveal it right away. That's why I'm okay. coming off on like showing you the is message this, on this bottle. Is this famous person, did they become famous through the arts? Yes. Okay. Do you want to narrow it down a bit more? Why? Because it could have been an athlete. We have no, it's not an athlete. I, I'm yeah. glad it's not because I would have nothing to talk about. I think you're actually going to know this enough about this person because, again, he is super famous. David Spade. 
he defined David Spade as being super famous. You knew who he was. Yeah, but I am the pop culture expert. Oh, that's, that's true. my job. Do you think that there's a lot of people out there who don't know who David Spade is? Yes. Oh, poor David Spade. Well, David Spade, you tell us. Maybe we can have you as a guest person one day. David Sedaris. Oh, no, but I would love that. I'd love to do a wine from David Sedaris, but no. David Duchovny. No, David. Let's just See, but, the David. But no, because Michelangelo's David is in Florence. It's and not. So... It has, this person has nothing to do with Italy. Honestly, no, nothing whatsoever. Mm-mm. Is this person Irish? Nope, but you're getting closer geographically. Ooh, I'll give you one more British. guess. Yes, one more guess. It's on a British me. person. Yep, David Beckham. No more Davids. I told you already. <laughs> All right, here's our bottle. Okay, okay. Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Who the fuck is that? Topher. Oh, British Roxanne. You and McGregor. Because you're thinking Moulin Rouge. Yes. Okay. First of all, Ewan McGregor did not sing that. Oh, song wait, the police. Rouge. Okay, who's the main person from the police? Name starts with an S. Seal. Nope. Seal was not the police. The other one. My God, Topher. Sting. You- I was thinking Sting. <laughs> Seal was Heidi Klum's ex husband. Yeah, and okay, he kiss I was from picturing. A rose. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, that wasn't Sting. Kiss from a Rose is Seal. Okay, well. Sting has a song called Desert Rose. Which was oh. used in a Jaguar commercial. So Jaguar. here's here's what I know about Sting. Okay, tell me what you know, bud. When I was in high school, like like senior year of high school, mm-hmm. maybe you know, and I'm like driving around in my Honda Civic 1988 hatchback that my Hell parents yeah, had given me. yeah, you know, zippy little car, and I had my CD booklet because you know mm-hmm. this is before even like iPods and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1988, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't a new car. It wasn't you set yourself up my, Yeah, my parents got me this brand new 1988. Anyway, yeah, you know how you would lug around the giant yep. ass book And you like flipped. It yep. was, that shit was so heavy, you could not bring it on an airplane. Like it would not oh, pass no. the weight Oh no, it'd be carry on. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I would like steal my parents' CDs all the time. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about how like they pretty much exclusively listen to Christian music. There were a couple of exceptions. Inya was one of those exceptions. Oh, yeah. Classical yeah. music. Yeah. And my mom's Victoria's Secret Sting album. What? I guess it came free with some sort of purchase that she made, which I don't want to think about too much, but it had only like Ooh, six or seven songs that were like the greatest hits or whatever. Uh-huh. But it was like solo Sting, not Yeah, like not the with police. police. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been a solo artist longer than he's been in the police. So let's look at this bottle. So it does say Roxanne, a very large font on the front in red. So you don't got to put on that red light. And it's a red Which is why you also get it. it, But you also have the white Roxanne kind of crossing Horizontal, yeah. yeah. So you really don't have to put on the red light. No, because in case you can't read vertically, they want you to be able to read horizontally. Oh, okay. What? What did you find on the back of the bottle? Have you read the description of this? No. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, I wouldn't understand it. You anyway. are in, no, you're in for okay. a treat here. All right. So it has the, the name of the wine, the mm-hmm. type that it is, obviously, the year. And then underneath that, it says, Roxanne, dot, 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 wife of Alexander the Great, Cyrano de Bergerac's unrequited love, and the eponymous subject of one of Sting's earliest and most famous songs. And now a delicious Toscana, Indicazione, Geographica Typica, joining the portfolio of widely acclaimed wines produced at Sting and Trudy Styler's. Oh, is his last name Styler? No. Oh, Trudy Styler's. Her last name seems to be Styler. It is. Vineyards at Il 
Pelagio, Tuscany. Okay, I was wondering where this was from. Like, we're in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. With a complex aroma of cherries. Uh, you got it. And tin cans. Oh, my God. Rachel got it, too. It does not say that. It does say will blackberries. I'm assuming that's supposed to be wild and is a typo. <gasps> yep. Oh, my God. There's, there's a, a typo. typo. Oh, sting you sing good, but you can't read good. Wild blackberries and spices. This is a versatile. Eh? And very drinkable wine. Well, that's good. Well, to yeah, complement many dishes wine. and capture the heart. So I made this, this wine. This wine is a it liquid, is not... not a solid. <laughs> you have to chew this wine. Oh no! Wow. Okay, that's Ooh, a that's, that's a funny. Hypo. Yeah. Oh man. Fact checker, would you mind looking up how much this wine costs, please? Can I make? I'm gonna make the guess that it's like sixteen to eighteen dollars. I think it's more than that. You think so? I'm gonna guess about twenty five. Really? Yeah. And even for, though you don't like it. Yeah, but even for that price, because it's staying, I feel like it's a pretentious wine. <laughs> well. Yeah. I'm already getting a flavor of what you think of Sting. But for that typo on there, I'm really annoyed by that. Does that make it a collector's item? Oh shit. You got it. Boom. $17. $17. Even for 17 bucks, there should not be that typo on there. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. We will also take a picture of the typo and put it on our social media. Oh yeah, there, for sure. Just to make fun of it. Also, this is I mean, I guess they're, yeah, no, this is fairly less alcohol than. What's the percentage? It's a 13.5, but typically okay. for a lot of Tuscans, you're going to get like the 14 to 14.5. Gotcha. Um, okay. So interesting. Yeah. Well, let okay. me tell you a little bit about Sting. Please do here. So can. as you uh, may have guessed, Sting is not his given name. I was kind of hoping it wasn't. Now, was it given to him by his relatives? No, Much I'll, like I'll, I'll get into Leon that later. The unfortunate no. and the gouty. <laughs> I'll get into that later. Okay. His name is Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. Thomas? Thomas Sumner. Oh, okay. Damn, Thomas would have been kind of a cool name. It would have been, but his first name is Gordon. Yeah, I would be called Sting too. Yeah. Gordon. Don't unless you're don't, unless you're like Chief Sherman. Inspector Gordon. That's Gordon's. Never mind. Go for it. Sorry. What? Sorry about it. Okay. Just the gorgeous Sherman. But that's with a T, right? I that have no idea what you're talking about. It's a frozen fish food thing. Not fish food. I don't like, let me back up. I don't need seafood, <laughs> please, so I don't. Please explain it. yourself right oh, now. God, I cannot. So there is something called Gordon's or Gorton's with a T that sells frozen like fish seafood. Sticks. Yes. I mistakenly just called it fish food because I don't eat any seafood, so I don't really pay attention. Once when I was a kid, I went to a sleepover and my friend's mom was going to make us the, you know, the frozen French toast sticks that were Uh a big deal uh when we were kids. Kind of a fat thing. I don't know. I don't think they still have them. But anyway, she was like making those for us and we're all excited. You know, we're putting like our syrup on and our powdered sugar and everything Mm -hmm. and bit into them. And she had definitely grabbed a package of fish sticks and not frozen (laughs) um, French toast sticks. And let me tell you something. That was not a pleasant surprise first thing in the morning. That's disgusting. But as an adult, would I prank a child that was in my care by doing that? Yes. Yes, yes I would. Would, you would prank I, your would husband? Would I do it multiple yes, times to the same person? Yep. Yes. Would I swear each time? No, like, you know I'm not going to do that again. Like, they don't even make these anymore. Yes. Yes, I still it. would do it. Yep. Never get old. No. Oh, God. Speaking of which, I made you a snack. Yum. <laughs> not going to eat it. No, so his name is Gordon, which is not a good name. It's, it's just not, not a, a good name. name. Just, well, then, mm, no, 
Mm. No. It for no. some reason it makes me think of a goldfish. Hmm. Like it seems like the name for see, like an animated goldfish. I could see a cute little Pixar movie right? called Gordon the Goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's necessarily kind of a that nerdy thing. goldfish. He has to like explore yeah. beyond his goldfish bowl or something. I don't know. Yeah, and Pixar, and, you work out the details, and, and we also, get the credits. So again, thanks. the police chief in Batman was Chief Inspector Gordon. So, like, that's a that's a Chief positive. Inspector. Wasn't he commissioner? Oh, he was yeah. a commissioner. Chief Inspector, you're just going but, British, but what now, did, right? But what did yeah. he commission? I mean, really, <laughs> not the arts in Tuscany, right? So Gordon was born to a working class family in 1951. So he will be 70. This that's such year. a British way to put something. He was born into a working class family. Well, he was. In what year? 1951. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's a lot older than I thought. Yeah. He'll be 70 this year. My gosh. In my head, he was like in his 50s. Oh, no. Mm -mm. He looks good for his age. Does he? I was thinking like he's an attractive older guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he looks good. Like he's super like Although I don't know that to be true because I was also thinking of Seal earlier. (laughs) And Sting and Seal don't really look alike. I'm not sure how you mix them up. They don't look alike. You're (laughs) correct. All right. So do you know what kind of inspired him to like get out of his working class life. I, I'm going to assume from the way that you phrased it, the opening scene from Beauty and the Beast. Close. With Bell singing about there must be more to this than this provincial life. Yeah. Close. So Queen Elizabeth II went to... God bless her. She's still alive. I didn't say God rest you, her soul. I said God bless you her. You said God bless her and you looked up as if she were in heaven. Or was, she just... Oh, she in my attic? She is. Oh no, it's too hot up there for her. She'll die. She'll overeat. have you been storing the queen in my attic this whole time Topher? surprise she can just like bust through the drywall yeah it's unfortunate actually that'd be pretty amazing it would i would really like that that's a better than a fish stick surprise no he saw her come to the shipyards to like smash a bottle on a ship one day i can be queen too well he was like hmm glamorous i want that i had a similar experience oh tell I remember as a kid watching Princess Diana out doing shit mm-hmm. and the queen being there and being like, holy shit, there's a whole family That's of royals. Like, because I grew up when I was four years old, my mm-hmm. grandparents would ask me like, or, you know, whoever would ask me like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because that's a thing that you ask a four year old. Come on, yeah. people. But my answer invariably was prince. Really? I want to be a prince when I grow up. Yeah. I was like, this can be a thing. But I, I got that from Disney movies, obviously. Right. And I did, I thought that they were kind of like dinosaurs, that like royalty was extinct. And so when I got like a couple right. of years it older. Right, like a real thing. Like, yeah. oh, wait, there still are. Right. Royals. So then imagine being yeah. like seven or eight years old and realizing, oh, my God, I've wanted for half my life to be a prince. And, and now, now I, I find out. Yeah. yeah. And then look at me now. Not a prince. There. Halfway there. Prince of podcasts. Oh, that's true. There we go. Yeah, so he saw Queen Elizabeth and he was like, you know what? I want to get out of this. A couple years later, he became obsessed with an old Spanish guitar that like a family friend had left kind of at their house. And that's how he learned. Did he stock it? Mm-hmm. It was a little intense. It wasn't consensual. Oh, no, just kidding. whose part? Just kidding. <laughs> the guitars? Yeah. Oh, no. He kept fingering the guitar without oh, consent? Topher. No, stop. How tight were the strings? Topher. <laughs> You need to... Okay, we're about to okay. Oh, look at that. You just... Like, you didn't even look. You just assumed. I'm yes, drinking this. This is delicious. I like it. I will say it's getting better. I like it a lot. It's, it's, it's opening up a lot, too. It's much more earthy in its smell than it is fruit forward It's losing now. the metallic taste and smell. That's good. 
I don't know. Have why. you considered? Because I didn't actually taste that. Have you considered that maybe you were having a mini stroke at the beginning of this episode, and now you're doing? A oh, I bit usually better? do have a mini stroke at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> so it activates the humor. Her stage fright is. I'm just like stroke time, and then it happens, and it works out perfectly fine. No repercussions whatsoever. It's also a little bit more savory now on the back end. It is. It is. I'm saying, yeah, this is getting better. I can more let me know. Oh, it's got like a tomato note too. A little really tomato. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. I like that. Hmm. Checker wants some, but he's not allowed. <laughs> somebody's gonna somebody's gonna drive this ship. Not us. Okay. So he um decided he's gonna like work his way out. He went to college. He became a teacher for two years. Interesting. Yeah, but in between like I, I just have to say okay. if you're trying to work your way out of poverty, perhaps teaching. Is Ooh, not dig on best. teachers. It's not a dig on teachers. It, it is, is a, it's it a is dig not. on teachers. It's a dig on... You dummies, you should have picked a better paying job. <laughs> it's a dig on the <laughs> fact that teachers are not well compensated whatsoever. That is very true. I just think that it's interesting that he had this inspiration But I think to, at that time, so like in England, at that time, teaching was much more of like a middle class profession. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, but he played like in a jazz band when... Not teaching, so like nights, weekends, he started playing, and then that became I his full time gig because he joined the police. So he got his nickname. Oh, fuck. I'm already messing up my words. His nickname Sting because he would wear a black and yellow jumper, a sweater for the Americans, often like during sets. So people are like, haha, you look like a bee, Sting. That's so fucking lame. Yeah. I was really hoping yeah. for a better story there. Like, yeah. It was his like barbed wit or something nope. like that, you know, like where nope. it's really because he wore a You black look like a white. bee. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to call you Sting. But you know what? I mean, it's better than Gordon, honestly. Or like imagine if they called him like Bumble or something like that. The dating app. Yes. Ahead of his time. Ahead, way ahead of his time. But like there's a I guess like Sting's an actual like for such a kind of dorky story like sting is a very cool nickname to come out of like an edgy cool nickname in the 70s yeah do you think that maybe and now i i'm not saying this is true Mm -hmm. do you think that maybe it's not that people started doing that because of the thing the 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 jumper do you Mm -hmm. think that maybe they actually had kind of a kind of a dumb nickname for him but then he was like oh what's that Y- y'all are all calling me Sting now. Well, that's that's crazy. I'm going to start. Yeah. Like they called uh, him B-Boy or oh, something. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, you mean Sting? They probably called him Buzz. And he's like, oh, I heard Sting. What? Everybody's yeah. doing it. Uh, I guess I'll just lean into it. Ha ha ha. My name is Sting now. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. British laugh. <laughs> Very tight-lipped laugh. Yeah, so he joined the police. Was in the police from 77 to 86. Okay. And then he decided he was going to go pursue like solo projects they and never officially like the heels of justin timberlake yeah they never officially broke up as a band but oh, they were shit. They're is that just, like when you kind of just ghost in a relationship it's mean, like there was never any ghost breakup. his bandmates oh they're like dude we still see you like well they've played together since okay but apparently since they have maybe went, went well and they have a contentious relationship because some of the other bandmates have said that like once they started to get recognized and famous, that like Sting kind of took it as like, I'm I'm the band. It's all because of me sort of deal. Listen, the a too much ego. I yeah. Think. I mean, I think that's a pretty common thing for yeah. the like front men for bands like these, yep. you know, I mean, it. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. I just want to try and keep bringing the beauty of the beast. Yeah. Uh, 
Who would you want him to play in Beauty and the Beast? Ooh, let's see. I think that he would probably make a really cool Lumiere. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Plus, wouldn't you want to hear Sting sing? Sing, sing. (laughs) Sounds like an old, like, primer reading book. Like, hear hear Sting sing. Sing, Sting, sing. Wouldn't you want to hear him sing Be Our Guest? I think that he'd do a really cool version of that. Yeah, I would kind of want him to be the little Ottoman dog. Well, and not have no lines, but that's that's just what he's credited as in the credits of the film. You're so cruel. I am mean. Oh, I'm sorry. Where where in England did you say that he was born? Near a shipyard. I forget the city. Is it ship I, ship upon Shipton? Clappenham? Shipton. Shipton upon Seacone. <laughs> I don't know. I forget Walland. Is that it? Yeah, Wallsend. Oh. United Kingdom. The end of the wall. Yes, where the wall ended. So you basically, so to get to Wallsend. Maybe Hadrian's Wall? Yeah, to get to Wallsend, you're going to run straight into Hadrian's Wall. Keep Keep going. going, Keep keep going. going. Keep going. And then when it ends. You're at Wallsend. Now, if you get all the way into Scotland, you've gone too far. (laughs) Went to the Barbarians. Come back. Yeah, so he, he went solo. Obviously, like, massive success. What? What police slash sting songs do you know? Roxanne. What else? You know some more. I know I'm sure, you know I'm some sure more. I do. I just don't know that it's them. Okay. Do you know the song Message in a Bottle? Message in a Bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know the stalker song? Roxanne. No. Every breath. Oh, shit. I'll be yeah. watching you. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that was them either. Uh-huh. Well, I think more sting. Honestly, I think Sting was kind of more of the police than the other band. Sorry, other dudes. He has an Englishman in New York song. Englishman in New York? Yeah. Illegal alien. That's how it goes. It's weird. So they kind of have like a weird like reggae vibe. I like that take on illegal alien because it changes the conversation. And I feel like, you know, people who feel that the illegal alien situation is very, you know, negative and supercharged. I think that that's a fun way to to be like, oh, guess what? Illegal aliens are also white. But it was an older song, which is kind of ahead of its time. Yeah, but I'm saying we should bring it back. Okay. Well, we can listen to more Sting songs later. Honestly, like they're... Top off the um, decanter, too. Uh, I'm bossy. Yes. So their songs are kind of like jazzy, pop, Mm -hmm. reggae-ish. They definitely it is a very unique sound from now that I know. Is the songs. it unique? Because I think all their songs sound the same. I mean, unique to them. Yeah, it's like adult contemporary before that was a genre. And don't talk about songs that all sound the same. Like, I feel like just Ooh. about every. Can you not waste the wine? That'd be great. Spilled a little on myself. No, but like all bands, once they find their unique sound, kind of sound <laughs> the same. I mean, that's kind of the whole no, thing about Nickelback, I just, right? I just, well, Nickelback, yes. But I disagree. You know what? I'm looking my hand. I'm bracing my mess that I made. That was a very fun visual. And I, it makes me sad that podcasts are not a visual medium. Well, listeners, you make some fan art. Rachel oh. licking her paws. <laughs> I'm not a cat. Or am I? I'm a giant cat. They've never seen your face, so. True. I could be a cat. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know me. The Body modifications have gotten out of hand, you guys. Send help. All that podcast money has gone straight to plastic surgery for Rachel. <laughs> Going full on Jocelyn Wildenstein. Woo! All right. If you think of like an adult contemporary-ish 
jazzy mm-hmm. reggae vibe. It's probably a singer police song. Yeah. Or like a Victoria's Secret album song. Yeah. Yeah. So what songs on there did you listen to? Oh, gosh. I can't even remember now. There was one about oh, Jerusalem. really left a mark. Yeah. Seriously. Um, no, there was one about Jerusalem. Is that why your fa- family got it? Because it was, oh, it's religious. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember what it was called. It was a very, like, I remember the lyrics being very poetic, or at least senior in high school, Topher, thought these are really poetic deep yeah. lyrics. Yeah, okay, we have the track list. Oh, we do. Okay, so I was right, so there's like only eight. Oh, Mad About You okay. is the is the one that talks he about did the, the song streets for of the Jerusalem. Show? No. Too bad. It's not, but that would be pretty great. One. I burn for you. Yeah, which is the theme heart. song for the um, Bridgerton series. Yeah. I burn for you. But it's just Sting saying that. No over music. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy there. But anyway, yeah, I I don't know enough about him and his music, like especially his solo music to know. Well, are these can, actually big, th- big hits? Or I know they're not. They're not the hits. It's, it's very interesting. But it, it is Songs of Love and it's Victoria's Secret exclusive. So I'm sure that you can find it on eBay. Or, or wherever YouTube or wherever old CDs in. are sold. <laughs> I'm sure it's on eBay for like a dollar at most. This makes me think of, do you remember growing up and seeing all of the different commercials? They were on constantly during the daytime for compilation CDs. Yep. Honestly, I think that I learned more about 80s music from those compilation CD commercials than by actually listening. And like, I would always like pay really close attention and try like, is there anything I know on there? Yes. Yeah. I know that one song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to, I mean, remember going to CD stores? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fact no, checker, do you remember going to CD? But, yes. But I went to see, I was going to like Christian bookstores that had CD sections. Oh. So it was different. I was going to the heathen stores. Hot were. topic. Oh, that was a heathen store. I'm still it not was. allowed to go there. So my middle school, for some reason, we did a field trip. Do you remember this in seventh grade? You weren't there yet. Fact checker. Maybe you were there. I don't know. And anyway, fact checker, check your life. Check check your life fact checker. (laughs) But in seventh grade, we did a math field trip to the mall. That sounds like the teacher was just like. It was a bullshit field trip, honestly. But there were like a couple of, we had to like find like, find a geometrical pattern. Like, okay, calculate the tax on an item. Okay, whatever. It was an excuse. Like we just went to the mall for the day and I don't know why this was allowed. But we could not go on Hot Topic. That mm. was forbidden. Yeah. We could not go in Spencer's. Oh, no. Satan worship. For, also and sex toys. Sex toys. Yeah. You're novelty like, toys. Like the, mainly the novelty toys. Mainly. Mainly. <laughs> oh. No, mainly the novelty your line toys. Is sex toys called Mainly? Yes. Yes, it is. You can find them where old CDs are sold or on eBay. <laughs> oh, no. Are they used too? Gently. Gently used. No. Please don't buy used sex toys, everyone. I ran them through the dishwasher twice. No. Nope, I don't. ran them through your dishwasher twice. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my dishes taste so delicious. Just mm. mm. like old sex toys. No, so Sting, obviously like a very prolific career. He has a little bit of a messy personal life. Okay. So he was married to a woman called Frances Tomalty. Frances Tumulty? Yes. Don't worry about it. That's okay. her name. That's right. her name. Let her name be hers. I just, I know I like it. Tumulty. Tumulty. So he was Tumulty. 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 Probably. So he's married to her in 1976 to okay. 1982. They have two children together. 
He cheated on her. With her sister. With her best friend who lived next door to them. And that best friend. Oh, that's not even smart. No, it's really dumb. That best friend is Trudy. Oh, they're still together. They're still together. Oh, that's got to make things so awkward with his, the mother of his children that he was formerly married to. Well, I don't think they really hang out. Well, but they have to be like in each other's lives somewhat because they share children. Well, they're adult children now. They're Do not they like not still have to like dance recital? Not when children are in their 40s. No, I don't think so. I think that ends earlier than that. Well, I would presume that there's like some sort of like grandkids or something. Like what I'm saying is like that's still a connection that they it's, have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you're married oh to someone gosh. and you have kids together, like you're going to be tied. So Trudy Stylist is. Styler. Trudy the Styler is. Yep. The best friend. The best friend of his first wife. Wouldn't it be weird if they were mistress. still best friends? Oh, that'd be so freaking I knew, I knew a couple like that, it. actually. <gasps> no, you yeah. can't do that. You can't be friends after a person's done that to you. That huge betrayal. Uh-uh. Cut him out of your they life. They worked it out. And I was like, you know what? If that's your way of doing I mean, with if you want if you want to do that with your life, fine. But, yeah. but they also I think have you're kids kind of a doormat, though, if that's the situation. Ooh. Hot take. Hot take. Okay. I'm coming out strong against infidelity. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good. <laughs> so, but no, but he and Trudy Styler have been together since the 80s. 40 years. Mm-hmm. They got married in 92. But they were together for about a decade before they got yeah. married. And they've. So I'm curious as to. So, I mean, obviously, it sounds like she also has co-ownership in this vineyard from what we read on the back of the, the label here. Yes. Which I think is that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, they, they both have equity. And also, I think that's her saying, hey, you cheated on somebody once. I'm going to make sure that, like, I am part of this business. Well, I mean, they've been and from all accounts, like they have a good relationship. Good for them. Well, a little judgmental, <laughs> like good for them. Whatever. But no, I, I like that they're both involved in the business venture. Yeah. Um, I but think... it makes me wonder, did they honeymoon in Tuscany? And then they've gone back like every couple of years since. Yeah, I, and don't, so they... I don't know why they decided on this. Um, I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. Tuscany is one of those places that I would own property, especially. Sure, but I don't know how that opportunity came their way. Probably money. Well, yeah, I mean, they're very rich. They've got a lot of money. But he and Trudy have four kids together. So he has six children in total. Wow. Mm hmm. Okay. Yep. So did wow, you? That's a lot of inheritance to split. I'd have to like knock well, off my we'll, siblings. We'll talk about that during the cross examination. Is there some like disowning of kids? We'll talk about it during. The oh cross my god, I'm so on. excited! Yes, you're right. I love how often our discussions in these episodes go from like, I mean, I guess it's still technically like a TMZ sort of thing, but also goes into kind of like a day court situation. Like some uh, of these people are, are messy. We are court they themed, are so messy. it makes sense. Yes, that's true. So okay. So did you ever hear the rumor about Sting and fact checker knows what I'm going to say? I thought that, the tantric oh, the sex. gerbil? Oh. No, that's Richard Gere. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. The tantric sex rumor yeah, because that he's into tantric. Tantric sex is like a real thing. And like, if you're into it, why does that matter? Well, because, okay, so Sting got like super into yoga. He's like doing yoga all the time. I'm into yoga. It's from my crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought you were yeah. just like making up a song no, about. That's, that's just how I feel about yoga at the moment. Okay, cool. Yeah, anyway. So, do you know the singer Bob Geldof? Uh, I know Bob Dylan. Not the same. I know Annie Geldof. Nope, not the same. So, Bob Geldof was from the Boomtown Rats. They were a band, like, big in the 70s or 80s. What language are you speaking right now? And where the (laughs) fuck is Boomtown? The language of people who know their shit. Anyway. Also, his name sounds like a 1980s game show presenter. 
Bob Geldof. Kind of does. Bob Geldof organized like all like the charity songs and stuff in like the 80s. Like the, he needs a kidney. Yeah, that that vein. So anyway, Bob Geldof organized the charity song. Like, do they know it's Christmas? Which sing, sang on. I know of that song. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Also, it's Christmas themed. So. So, yeah, I think they know it's Christmas because you're saying it's Christmas (laughs) and they can probably hear you. Bob. (laughs) But do they know? But do do they they know? know? (laughs) But but do they? But do they really? Really? Anyway, so Bob Geldof like made a comment like talking about sex that like, oh, yeah, I only last three minutes. During the Christmas song? No, not during the Christmas song. It's like a weird aside in the middle of the song. It's like, hey, listen, we're trying to raise awareness about my sex life. About my jingle bells, okay? Ah, nice. My jingle bells and my candy cane. Oh. I don't know why it's striped. Or curved? Why it's hooked. Oh, no. Why is it hooked? That's a medical condition that I can't remember the name of, but it's a real thing and it's very unpleasant. A hooked and striped peppermint penis? Not the striped or peppermint <laughs> part. But the hooked, yes. It happens when you, like, have a sex-related injury while you're erect and then your penis has a like a deformation and you have to like seek medical help for it. Basically they have right. to break your penis literally. <gasps> yeah. Fact checker. I definitely want you to look up photos to show Topher right now. You don't have to look at that. I mean, I've seen photos of it before. Oh God. I don't want to. Anyway. So Bob Gullif in some interview, not Christmas song related. Okay. Made a comment that like, Oh, I only last three minutes, but sting can go for eight hours because he's like, does all this yoga. It's like staying in his wife. Trudy has sex for eight hours. That's where like the tantric sex. I have comments, thing. questions, and concerns. Okay, about this. let's go. Number one. Number one is relating to Mr. Bob. Has he timed himself? Like three Maybe. minutes is specific. Or is Maybe that just like, like a stopwatch? Um, like, and, and while I recognize that like three minutes is really not very long, when you're in the moment, it kind of probably like is a little bit of a long time, but like not really. Like for the guy, it's a long time. For the we have different yeah, perspectives. Exactly. So, yeah. like, I can understand why that's an issue. Mm-hmm. However, do we have to just overleap to the other side? Like, eight hours sounds painful. That's as fuck. too much. It's time. too much, right? That's my concern. Eight hours is too. Well, Sting never said that himself, so I think it was like if Bob Gilloff was trying to be funny and well, Sting didn't say it, but but Gordon did. Gordon didn't say it. Sting says he does not respond to the name Gordon, which is a little diva of him, but whatever. 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 Wait, does that mean that his wife, Trudy, has to call him Sting? Oh, my God. Do his kids have to call him yes, Sting? Yes. He says his family calls him Sting, that, like, his parents called him Sting, like. Has he legally his changed his name to nope. Sting? No, he has then not. That's, then that's bullshit. If you have not legally changed your name, you should not make your family members call you by your alias. What would your alias be? Not your rap name. We already know that. Well. What would your jazz, reggae, adult Contemporary pop name being. Contemporary pop name. Adult contemporary pop. Yeah, it's it's porn pop for sure. Oh, porn pop. Porn pop. No, it's, that's your porn name. I don't know because, okay, so like as an uncle, we've talked about like, you know, my siblings asked me before, what would you like for my children to refer to you as? Mm-hmm. And they don't take me seriously when I say this, but I actually mean it with all sincerity. Your grace is a perfectly acceptable. I think that would kind of be really adorable to have some small children call you your grace. Yeah. I don't know why they lisp. Because they're kids. Kids have trouble sometimes with vowel, not vowels, consonant sounds. Sometimes vowel sounds too. Yeah. It would be much better too if like 
and my my sibling also was not down for this, which greatly upset me for days. Mm-hmm. I've only recently gotten over it. Good. Only speaking around your children as they're developing with a fake British accent. Yep. I think you should do that. Right? Because they already like poo-pooed the fake French toast but, idea. But so you like you sh- gotta fuck with your kids somehow. Okay, but you have to do like a really crappy British accent. Oh yeah, like this. Yeah. May want some more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like really, really terrible. Like Dick local Van Dyke, theater. Mary Poppins, yes. British accent. Yes. Yes. So the kid like grows up with that accent and they're like, are you for me? Like, no, my uncle's just weird. <laughs> He's a boffer. Yeah, I just think that would be fun. Okay. Nobody else likes my So you're going to be called Your Grace? So your well, adult your, contemporary pop name? Yeah, and I mean, because I, I would like, Your Grace is obviously a reference to, like, being called, your, my title <gasps> would be Duchess. New idea, new idea. Your Grapes. Your, your Grapes. <laughs> you're pleased with Topher, yourself on that one, weren't Topher's you? Topher's not pleased with myself on that one. <laughs> Even though he is wearing an earring that is what? What is it, Topher? You're not allowed to say Grapes. Mm, but it is a bunch of grapes. It is a bunch of grapes. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Which I got from a local metalsmith in Tuscany. Did you? No, I didn't. Okay. I'll say that would be delightful if that were true. It would be great, wouldn't it? Let's we'll just pretend. No. Did you buy anything in Tuscany? Yes, I did. Or um, aren't you? Here you're right. I should have. I bought a beautiful scarf that I could have worn as a shirt. I also got a well, a couple of different like custom made belts because Florence is really well known for their leather. Working. Leather. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I also bought a leather belt in Florence, which I outgrew. Oh, well, <laughs> you're a big girl now. I'm a big girl now. Look at me. We're my pull-ups and everything. Yeah, no, they're like, it was, they had some like really cool markets and stuff. And yeah, I also, Florence I did, fun, I did yeah. buy some jewelry there, but I bought them as gifts for other people. And yet, where is mine? I didn't know you then. I think you did. I think you did. Fact checker, please check this fact. Yeah, fact checker saying you did know me. But did I know you know you? Yeah, you did. I think it's ready least... for cross-examination. <laughs> I think that's the perfect I think, segue. No, I think that we need to get into <sighs> But I really more, want to be mean to you right Well, now. you know what? You can, you're going to be mean to me after this. So we've talked a little bit more about the, the region, and you mm-hmm. know that it's like the birthplace of the Renaissance, mm-hmm. which is really fucking cool. Are you going to quiz me about Renaissance artists? No, I'm not. I probably wouldn't have gotten it all right. I'm just being a little overconfident right now because we've gone through half the bottle at this point. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, side note, while Topher's finding his Tuscany thing that he's going to say, we burp so much. I'm so sorry We're about normally that. not burpy people. Fact Something checker happens. confirms that. But for some reason, when the wine comes out and the microphone turns on, we turn into little gas factories. Better out than in, that's what I always say. Do you inhale a burp? I don't know. It's something that old people say, and I've never really understood the saying, but it refers to like belching and shit. So I think it's a reference to like if you keep everything stored up inside, that it's not good for you. So you have to then get you it explode. Out. Yeah, then you will. You will explode. Or spontaneously gases. combust. That's what that is. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about how Sangiovese is the main red grape that they're growing there. The main grape, really. They're also more well known for their red wines and their whites, although they do produce amazing whites. So about 80%. So one cool thing is that Tuscany has actually been referred to throughout history as a nation within a nation because it is so incredibly both unique and diverse in its kind of being its own little microcosm of culture Mm -hmm. and very rich culture as well. 
And it's interesting to think about Italy in that way, because I think, you know, when we think about modern history and the divisions of countries and things like that, we tend to have a very sort of rigid Western view of like England has been England for for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. France has been France, even though there was a revolution, like it Mm -hmm. was still like a unified country in one sense or another. Italy was not like that. Like Mm -hmm. Italy literally. City states. Yeah, it was city states. Mm -hmm. And that's we're talking up until. Thanks AP European history. (laughs) The mid 1900s. Well, 18 something Italy became a country. However, the kingdom of Italy did not include Mm. a lot of places that were in Italy, such as Tuscany. So it was just like a little, like his own little Vatican so, in the middle of Italy? Well, there were other regions as well, though, that weren't part of that, that huh. still belonged to other places. <laughs> and so Mussolini was actually the one who unified Italy as it is now. So are you praising Mussolini? I'm not, no. <laughs> okay. God, no, I'm going to leave that to that other Italian wine that we talked about in a different episode. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot all about this. <laughs> um, but no, but but the thing the thing that's important about that is to recognize that like it's very recent that you can think about Italy as Italy and before that up until very recently these were their own individual cultures that have mm-hmm. their own dialects and whatever mm-hmm. and so the fun thing about that is that even though this particular grape is grown all over Tuscany mm-hmm. these different city-states so Siena and uh, Florence Pisa like all of these places mm-hmm. within Tuscany have their own clones that have developed of this grape. Hmm. So technically, and this is something that I really want to do, so please send me money, listeners, because I need to fund Um, this. Us money. Us money Money. is what I meant. Yeah, Uh it was send us the royal us You've already been to Florence once. Didn't bring me anything, so that's fine. You didn't bring me anything from your trip to Florence. I didn't know you then. That was back when I legit did not know you. It sounds like our our excuses are just as legitimate. Um, I always bring you souvenirs. I always bring that t-shirt with like the spray paint and like bikini body on it. Everywhere I, do, I go. I do love that. I do <laughs> love that. No, but these different towns through uh-huh. like centuries of their doing their own agricultural practices have developed their own clones of the same grape. So it's mm. possible to spend time there and go from place to place mm-hmm. and develop a taste where you're like, mm, nope, this particular version of this grape is from this city. This one's from this city. This one's from this city. Like, I just think that's really fucking nerdy and cool. And that's like where my nerdy brain goes. But that's been happening for a while. These like different iterations of this wine. Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about the history of that. Because I think you'll find it very fascinating. All right. So basically, the Greeks were making literary references to the superior quality of this wine Mm. back as early as the third century B.C. Wow. That's that's old. Yeah. And now this it was being made before that, but that's like the first recording of Mm -hmm. like not the first record of the wine existing, but the first record of like this is the world's best wine. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So after that, people started, you know, you had like the monasteries that were coming in Mm -hmm. during the like medieval Christianity and everything. And so the wine was so popular and there were so many wine shops and wine exporters Mm -hmm. that that is where the first wine guilds also formed and were operating as early as 1282. 1282. Wow. So just before 1300. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the guild regulations. (gasps) Can we join? Well, this is, these are the rules as to, no, we can't because we don't make wine. But if we, but we could, if we own a vineyard. Don't limit ourselves. Come on. Um, Listeners, buy us a vineyard. Thank you. So these are the regulations that the guild set in terms of, in Florence, how wine could be sold. All right. Oh, okay. 
there's three major rules here. Don't drink your own supply. That's actually not one of the rules. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't sound profitable, but okay. No wine is to be sold within 100 yards of a church. Why are they using yards as their measurement? They're European. Should be meters. I think that comes out to 91 meters. Okay, that's fair. So church. I'm reading an English translation of this. It's probably. Oh, okay. For the Americans. Got it. Got it. I don't actually read Italian fluently, so. I do. Okay. No wine is to be sold to children under 15. Okay, that's reasonable. It is, except when you think about the fact that at the time, the marriage laws allowed 11 and 12 year old girls to be married to grown men. Yeah. They should have been allowed I, to get you drunk. You should be able to get drunk if you yeah. can. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's unmarried children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe if you're, maybe if you're a housewife. At 12. At 12. Yeah. 12 year old housewife. You get shit faced on your wine. I guess if you're a 12 year old housewife, you're going to have to send your 16 year old handmaiden to go buy your wine for you. Exactly. Uh, and then the third rule is no wine is to be sold to ruffians. <gasps> prostitutes <gasps> or thieves <gasps> okay how would you know i'm guessing with the thieves it's because uh, back then branding it. was oh, a big thing yeah, you know they would okay. brand people like visibly on their bodies so mm-hmm. that you would know that this was a like convicted mm-hmm. thief ruffian seems very subjective yeah mm-hmm. even more so than prostitute because i knew that like prostitutes tend to dress a certain way in that Oh, no. In that period, keep talking in that period, though, that was that was how they would advertise. They would wear certain colors and those colors were specifically for people who Uh were in that line of business. Uh huh. What colors, Topher? Red was one of them. What else? Red lights were one of them. (gasps) Like Roxanne. No, like like depending on depending on the culture. That's I mean, that's a thing that's been around for a while. Like if you were involved in the sex industry, then you would dress a certain way as your advertisement for that. Well, revealingly. Usually. But there was like, there were specific ways of being revealed. I doubt like you're in like a turtleneck. If you were in a turtleneck, and but, like but people can see the back chinos. of your knees, then yeah, I mean capris. Ooh, showing off that lower half of your cat. Yeah, you are. Asking for it. By which I mean money. Compensation. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, with the ruffians, that to me is the most subjective of all of them. Because that's basically just like, I don't like the look of you. Therefore, I'm going to invoke this law. That you're allows ruffian. me to discriminate. But against. do you think they really would, though, if you're like, hey, I've got money, give me wine? No, I think that I think that they were probably taking money from people unless it was just a personal dislike and they didn't want to. Yeah, I think that's like the excuse. loophole. You're like, mm, yeah. just be pasta. Yeah. I don't like you. You're a ruffian. But I, I feel like this is very interesting to me as somebody who lives in the South and in, in the Bible Belt And we have all these ridiculous laws about like when Mm -hmm. you can and can't buy alcohol and Mm -hmm. shit like that. And so it's just funny to me that that's actually not like a modern Bible Belt thing. This was existing back in 1300 in Florence, you know? Well, they were religious then. However, in spite of these restrictions. People got drunk. People were fucking getting drunk. Would you like to know how many. Just kidding. Yes. How many gallons of wine. (gasps) were sold in the city of Florence alone in the year 1300. Okay, yes. I'm very bad. Again, I'm really bad at putting numbers mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say more than 10, less than a million. You are very wrong. I'm going to need you to take a sip. Damn it. Is that more very, than a million? 
7.9 million gallons <gasps> Holy of wine shit, that's a lot of wine. In 1300 AD. In, that's one city. That's Damn. just Florence. That's just Florence. So Party city, spring break in Florence. <laughs> it is estimated that the average male in Florence, I don't know why it's only male, I'm sorry. Um, I would guess that Again. culturally men were like allowed to drink much more than women were. The average male consumed 293 liters per year. How much is a typical bottle? A bottle is 750 million milliliters. Million. <laughs> a bottle is 750 million liters. <laughs> you were about to mess it up. It should have been fine because, um, again, I'm really bad. Yeah. So so basically, they, they actually do still sell bottles of wine in liters that are okay. just a little bit larger than your typical bottle. Sure. Okay. So like a normal bottle is just under a liter. And how many liters did you say was the average? 293 liters per year <laughs> per person. So that comes out to Mm -hmm. 390 of our regular bottles per year. That's more than a bottle a day. That's 1.07 bottles per day. However, that's a lot. The neighboring town of Siena. No, listen, listen. So that was 293, right? 293 liters or 390 bottles per year per person. In their neighboring town of Siena, mm-hmm. which is smaller than Florence, mm-hmm. 419 liters or 559 bottles per person per year. Guys, that's too much. Is it or is it just enough? No, it's too much wine. I love it. I feel like I was born in the wrong time. Okay, you travel back to the Renaissance time with no plumbing and healthcare. Will I be rich? No. I feel like... <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, like, I don't have health care now, so, like, what the fuck? Well, it's America. (laughs) (laughs) No, because most people weren't rich, but they were getting drunk. That doesn't mean that I couldn't be rich if I went back in time. Okay, well, I get to go be the queen, then, if I go back in time. You can't change your lineage. You can't change your lineage. Why, Why do you think that my lineage wouldn't be rich? Why do you think it is? Also, I would have a cell phone. I could just sell back in time. Yes. Well, I'd be holding it when I went back in time, girl. Because oh, you're going to have coverage and Wi-Fi connection no, back then. But I'm going to sell it to somebody who can see it, like turn off and turn on and get like a king's ransom. And then I'm rich. OK, well, then I'll just like take a box of matches with me and then I'll be the witch who rules the Italy. I think they had matches. No, really? They really didn't. Actually, matches were invented after the lighter. Really? Yeah, that's a real thing. I'm not bullshitting you on that. That's a real fact. You seem sincere, so I'm going to believe you. I am right. Okay, you know what? You ready? Are you going to tell me more Italy facts? Um, Olive Garden. Got it. Oh, no. Okay. So the last thing that I wanted to say was that during this time, Mm -hmm. there were two different types of wines called Red and White, Vernaccia and Greco wines that were produced in this neighboring town of San Gimignano. And they were considered so incredibly valuable they were such luxury items that they were valued over saffron which is still the world's Ooh, most expensive expensive blah, blah, blah. yep you got it <laughs> the world's most expensive spice you would only give them as gifts to people if you knew that they had a vault <gasps> like a bank vault in their home to keep That's it awesome. in and the reason for this was because this town mm-hmm. pioneered the technique for making wine and preserving it so that the sugars were fully converted to alcohol, mm. so that they were the first dry wines rather than sweet wines. Oh, 
that's Isn't cool. that interesting? What year is that? Uh, this is in the 1300s. Wow. Yeah. Good job, had, old people. I had always sort of like assumed that obviously sweet wines always existed, but I assumed that there was dry wine too. And I'm sure there was like a version of that, but it was probably sure, more Sure, someone vinegary. made it accidentally and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Whatever. But this is this was something that would allow you to, it was there a process that would allow you to for replicate. The day, like, sure. Right. But this would allow yeah. you to replicate the process of making like good dry wine over and over and over again. And so that made it so that the, these wines that were made in this one town were like, oh my gosh, this is the only place in the world that you can get these. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive than the world's most, ex- most expensive spice that we literally have to like travel halfway across the world to get. To get, yeah. And yeah. even today, like it's still Saffron's still crazy the most expensive, expensive yeah. spice. Yeah, by, by measure. Why have we not gotten better with our saffron technology? I, that's a great question for Elon Musk. I don't know. Oh, is he in charge of saffron now too? He's, he's saffron technology. and saffron. That's Elon Musk. All right, are you ready for Sting? Cross-examination on Sting? Yeah, let me get a refill. Okay. You fill us up, and I'm going to go pee while this okay. happens. All right, Thomas, you're kind of wearing Mardi Gras colors today, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going for Tuscan. Well, I'm sure they celebrate there, too. Carnival. Oh, they probably have, like, a really cool one. Oh, have yeah. you ever seen the Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh version of Much Ado About Nothing? Yes. Which mm-hmm. is obviously filmed in Tuscany as yeah. well. Yeah. Great cultural touch point there. I remember Sting was not in Sting it. Sting was not in it. He did no. not do the soundtrack even. It does have a very all-star cast, though. Kate Beckinsale, Denzel Keanu Washington, Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Michael um, Keaton. Emma Thompson's mother. Mama Thompson. Mama Thompson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember watching that movie as a kid. And because I'm a literature nerd, obviously, I was very into it. But mm-hmm. also thinking, like, I definitely want to move there when I grow up. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a land of, like, sunsets. And, like, just yes. kind of, everything's kind of golden hue. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. All right. Well, let's um, um, travel okay. back to England and talk about staying. To dreary old England. Dreary old England. All Gavna. right. So here's how it's going to work. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little story. Mm. And you have to tell me if that story is true or false. This is so unfair Amazing. You because you lie about small details. It's like, is the story <laughs> false or is it just like you said red instead of gold or something chicka, like that? Chicka, chicka, chicka. Okay. All, All right. right. So earlier you mentioned Sting is worth a lot of money. Is this our last class? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going down easy. It's gotten better. Okay. Less um, Chef Boyardee tasting to it. So Sting is worth a lot of money. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, he obviously has had a ton of hit songs on his own with the police. He's got his wine with a typo on the bottle. He's got it all. He's living life. He's living large. Okay. So he is worth 180 Whoa! million pounds. Which is way more in dollars. It's like 200 million in dollars. More than that. Probably like 250. No, I don't, not I, that much. <laughs> The con- I, I look I at the conversion, the conversion rates all the time. Is. It's not that much. <laughs> okay. That's a separate conversation. So he's worth a lot. I'm nosy as fuck, okay? Okay. He's worth a lot. Wow. I would have said like 70 to 90. And that no. was like on the high end. That's no, so much worth- money. Well, he's been around since like late 70s. Those royalties. Yeah. When you have oh, that yeah. many decades and of he's, royalties. he's done like acting things. Really? Mm-hmm. He's like done commercial, like sold a song, writes the songs to commercial, yeah. all of that. And so every time that plays, getting that money. Yeah. So he's worth a lot of money. And he has six children. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're getting into this now. We're getting into the children thing. Okay. So one he, of them is not a child, it's a goat. 
I mean, he might have a goat. I don't know. He could. And he just calls it his kid. Uh, <laughs> so he has said, he's kind of come on strong and like, you know what? I am going to leave my money to my kids because, quote, what's the point of being rich and famous if you don't leave your money to your family? Okay. So you tell me if that's true or false. <sighs> Think about it and then tell me. I mean, you built up that there's some kind of scandal going on with this. And so I have to say, I have to say, I six think it's kids. False. What's 180 divided by six? 30. Is that the 30 mil? That's a lot of money. Per child. It's a, a lot, lot of fucking yeah. money. Mm-hmm. $30,000 per kid would be a lot of money. To yeah. Me. Oh, I would take that. You know, I'd take 30 would, grand. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Ding. You can give us 30 grand each. You're not going to notice that. Yeah. But can you do it in pounds? Because. Sure. We'll take 30,000. With the pounds. conversion rate, according to Rachel, that ends up being what? $50 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say false. I think that there's something going on here and that some of the kids aren't going to get some money. Okay. So you said that my story is not I don't think accurate. it's true. Got it right. <gasps> Which part? Is he not actually worth that much money? No, he is worth that much money, but he is not leaving that money to his kids. Any of them? Well, I mean, they're going to get someone. They're not going to be penniless. But he said that like he, he and his wife want to spend their money while they have it. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. that his kids really shouldn't expect to have anything. Ha, yes. That they shouldn't. And he, according to him, at least, like, they don't ask him for money, which I'm sure. Yeah, you may not ask your dad for millions of dollars, but. But they probably. Is your dad going to buy you a house and fancy ass car? Yeah. Yes. Or, like, has he set up some sort of trust yes, fund? I'm, like, sure. I'm sure they already have. But it's like, probably reasonable. You know. Yeah, it's only five million pounds. Exactly. Of, right. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Okay. Yeah. There is no scandal as far as I read with like between and the two kids from the first marriage. And that's the four good. Kids from the second. That's good. So one mean, of his it's daughters. Not interesting, but it's good. One of his daughter's name is Fuchsia. That's interesting. Yeah. Kind of weird little fact. Um, one of his kids is in a band. I don't think they're very. When successful. you said that, it made me think of like, I was trying to picture what Fuchsia would look like. Not the color, the, the person. Yes. Cause you know what the color. I know is. what the color looks like. And it made me think of um, Susan Sarandon's daughter. It's been in a couple movies with her. Uh, she was Eva, in Saved. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She looks like her real name would be like Fuchsia or something. I've always found hmm. her very fascinating to look at. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Ready for your next one? Yes. Okay. So Sting has an unusual fascination <gasps> with death. Oh, okay. So that I didn't think you were going there with that. Okay. He said that he grew up in a religious household and like death and eternity was kind of always at the forefront. Yeah, of that. That, that's that's correct. But along with his fascination, obsession is also a bit of fear surrounding death. So as a result, he has taken ayahuasca multiple times okay. in order to get over his fear of death. Interesting. And he's saying, quote, there must be a way to die peacefully. And doing the ayahuasca is like a way for him to like face his fear of death so that when he does Hmm. finally die, he won't be freaked out. I don't understand how that process would be helpful because Mm -hmm. that's not how I would react to something like that. As Mm -hmm. we as you know, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't like things that alter my mental state aside from wine Mm -hmm. Um, and gin and vodka. Occasionally vodka. And rum. And I do love rum. Mm -hmm. And cachaça. And tequila. Oh my gosh, tequila. And mezcal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And ayahuasca. Oh, and not ayahuasca. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, No, I don't like stuff that makes you like hallucinate, be sick to your stomach. You don't like like 
psychotropics. I, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing isn't doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out more than it actually gives me peace. However, mm-hmm. I have heard a lot of people talk extensively about the benefits of that. So I mm-hmm. I don't doubt that it could actually help. Mm-hmm. It's a question now of does Sting think that it could help? Is my story? I'm going to say yes. Off. I'm going to say yeah. That seems like I can see him wandering out into the Tuscan countryside. Having like brought He's not some... doing ayahuasca in Tuscany. That's not you don't know. Right. Maybe he brought it with him. Oh, you can't import ayahuasca. No. He has $195 million. You gave him 15 more. <laughs> so you're saying the story is true? I think it's true. All right. Got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Take a little sip. You're doing really well so far. Thank you. It's logical deduction here. Is it? No. Is it? It's guesswork. Okay. So here's my next little story for you. Now you look too smug. Mm. I think now you're going to be mean. I've always been mean. (laughs) That's my secret. So when Sting first joined the police as a new band in London in the 70s or in England, probably London because that's like, I don't know, whatever. New band, 70s. Probably London. Probably. They had a chance to do a commercial for Wrigley's Gum. Oh, but they had to all dye their hair like platinum blonde for the commercial because they were playing a punk band. Why couldn't they wear wigs? Too expensive. I don't know. Expensive than I don't know the yeah. cost of hair dye versus wigs in 1970s London. Well, sounds like maybe you should do some research. Okay, well, let's keep going. Okay. So they had to all dye their hair platinum blonde for this Wrigley's gum commercial. But sadly, it never aired. <gasps> so they all did it and then it didn't mm-hmm. air. Yeah. I'm going to go with true. That just sounds like something that would have happened. And it's kind of funny, but like not funny in a way that like actually ruins lives. So I'm going to say yes. You know what? You got it. Tucker. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that kind of became like the police's look was they all had like this bright blonde hair. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the reason for it. Uh-huh. It sounds like there's a lot of like weird coincidental slash accidental things that have mm-hmm. contributed to Sting's success, such as his name. Well, I mean, that was just because he wore the yellow and black. And somebody he, else like gave wait, it to him. Wait, do you think he wore that sweater on purpose? Because he was like, I really want people to call me Sting. That's kind of what I was getting He's at been, earlier. like wear this yeah. sweater all the time. But then like people fucked it up and they were like, hey, look at Buzz over there. Okay, well, yeah. last question. Interestingly enough, it has to relate to the name Buzz. Aldrin. <gasps> Sting is secretly Buzz Aldrin. Oh my gosh, I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. Me neither. You heard it here first. <laughs> We cracked the conspiracy. All right. So Sting has had a lot of acting credits. Which I did not know. Yeah, you've, you've not a lot, but enough to like recognize him. So he was in an episode of The Simpsons. Oh, do you play yeah. himself? Well, he played a very similar character to himself, but it was called Buzz. Hmm. And this was like in an episode when like the whole Simpson family like went to the UK and were like traveling around and all that. So he voiced himself, but the character was called Buzz. Right. Not Sting. And so like Bart and Homer interacted with him and I was like, ha 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 ha. And they did like a bunch of parody songs of like the police. Yeah. Called like the cops. Like that was the name of the band. Like. So that was, is that true or false? I feel like that's true because I feel like I saw that episode. Like, I feel like that was actually within the last, like, 
few years. Okay, because I did not tell you a year on this. I think it was within the last few years. And I, yeah, because I seem to remember something about like Homer, like really kind of like getting broy with Sting. And like, okay. there was kind of like a, a sad parting when they couldn't be together anymore. Like the okay. romance had to end. I'm going to go with true. You're wrong. Really? Oh my gosh. Did <laughs> I just make all of this up? Yes, you have a false memory. I'm oh, in your brain. That was good though. No, so was he was on The Simpsons. Okay, I thought so. But, but he, he played didn't... he played himself, and it was an episode in which Bart fell down a well, and like Krusty the Clown did like a charity song about like getting Bart out of the well. God, the and whole... so Sting came on as Sting, the but as like, but he was called Sting. for the charity song. Yeah, it was gotcha. but like the whole line of songs like we're throwing money down the well you really did plant that memory yes i, I like did. I, I was getting worried you weren't gonna get one wrong <sighs> damn it i have yet to get a perfect score on any of our quizzes but this is really well you did you know what thank you 75 percent. well done thank you it makes me wonder though i feel like there was a similar episode maybe involving a different celebrity could have been where i mean there have like, been like five million like, yeah i mean who knows god that's wow okay yeah. What other sort of acting things has Seal um, been up to? Seal. Seal, oh my God. <laughs> Seal is not Sting. I don't know that to be true. Other Am I going to have to like hold up flashcards for you later? <laughs> like, like, like Sting, Sting not Sting. Sting, not Sting. Seal, Sting, Steel, Sting. Oh no, Steel. Oh, no. I merged them into one. That would be amazing. What if they had a child and the kids was like also saying our name Steel? Or they just both got struck by lightning at the same time while they're like holding hands. And, and so it merges their souls. Yeah. Oh, or Freaky Friday. Oh no. Ooh. So many plot it's devices Steal here. My Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Trademark. Steal and sing. If you want the rights, you contact us first. That's right. We can talk about it That's over a right. beautiful afternoon in on your, in Tuscany at your vineyard. That's right. We'll do that. Okay, he was in Dune. Did you see the original Dune in 1984? Um, I did not see it in 1984. I was not born yet. However, yes, I have seen the movie within the last year, actually. But I that. don't remember. He kind of like a short red hair buzz cut kind of thing. He was wearing like a weird like metallic looking diaper. Everybody was dressed very weirdly in that movie. That's fair. So I could say that I remember him, but I don't know that it's actually him. It could be somebody who's just Have you seen The Adventures of Baron Munchausen? Now I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. Then we'll move on. <laughs> All right, then. It's a cute, like, kids movie from the late 80s, from 1988. Munchausen? Mm -hmm. That's a real last name. It's not just a disease. Why would you name your kid after a disease, though? That's the other way around. <laughs> so the disease was named after this movie, and everybody thinks this is a wholesome movie now? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how it works. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels from Guy Ritchie in the late 90s. Nope. Okay. Well, have you heard of Saturday Night Live? I am aware of its existence. Yes, of course I've heard of, of SNL. Course. Well, I don't know. You haven't heard a lot of shit, apparently. Well, you know what? I haven't, apparently. <laughs> Good comeback. Allie McBeal. Know of the show, have not watched it. I know it mostly because of Josh Groban. <laughs> okay, that's a weird association to know that. Little Britain, USA. <gasps> Love Little Britain, but not the USA. And yeah. we don't... <laughs> I need to clarify. No, you know what, Tuffer? Take your stand. Let the haters come for you. <laughs> I 
I love the show Little Britain. I have not seen Little Britain USA. Okay. Well, Sting was in the Little Britain USA. Why? He's British. Why would he not just be in Little Britain? I don't know. He's over here. Also, why is there a Little Britain USA? Because it was a fun crossover, I guess. I don't know. Crossover to what? Crossover the pond. Oh. Okay. Did you see the Sasha Baron Cohen movie Bruno? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Sting was in that. Zoolander 2. Oh, yeah. He played Sting. Yeah, he yeah. played himself in a lot. That's of not fair because there's like 50 really big celebrities in that movie that just like made like very brief cameos. Well, you should have remembered him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe he should have been more memorable. Oh. I do remember Trudy. Trudy the Styler. Trudy the Styler? But not Sting. No. Okay. Have you seen The Emperor's New Groove? I love that movie. He did the song for that. And he I got just an Oscar nomination. King. Nope. That's, no. Nope. What, what's the song from that? I really want to say the song is called Until. I could be wrong. Okay. Nope. Sorry. Until was from the movie Kate and Leopold. Oh, which I've also seen. Hugh Jackman and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like at the end of Meg Ryan's sort of like Before she major. Well, it was yeah. like. It's no, so she, she went through that major arc where it was like Meg Ryan is the Hollywood well, when rom-com she and Dennis girl. Quaid broke up and the rumors of her cheating and Dennis Quaid with Russell Crowe. I was going to say, did they break up or did she leave him for Russell Crowe while they filmed that movie? Was it Ransom or something? Yeah, but is Russell Crowe a catch? No, no. of course not. Is Dennis Quaid Dennis a catch? Quaid, yes. No. What? I'm not a fan of Dennis Quaid. His face is weird. Well, you know what? 12-year-old yeah. me watching The Parent Trap. Oh, that, that, Quaid, that's, that's, that's fair. And that's I was fair. like, yeah, that's a daddy. And ever since then, and he did play the character daddy. He did. And he played it well on screen, off screen. Yeah. In the bedroom. Not. So I don't know what that song was called from the Emperor's New Groove. OK, it's called My Funny Friend and Me. OK, well, okay, well I don't remember how that one goes. And that's not a great title. Yeah. Honestly, for you know, and that's that's honestly not like a great credit to have. Like you've got if you're going to be in a Disney movie and you do like the title soundtrack and things like that. Phil Collins, he, he did it well. Phil Collins, yeah. Phil I mean, Collins that knocked out the park. Soundtrack. Honestly, though, I think Phil Collins is the better musician between mm. Phil Collins and Sting. If we had to pit them against each other, Phil Collins would. I feel like I'm supposed to disagree with you. You should. Just simply, I'm for, right. simply because, you know, we need Sting's money. But I Oh, Sting actually, can still pay us money. That's fine. Oh, yeah. He likes it when we're feisty. Mm-hmm. We're feisty babies. We're feisty wine babies. Why have to be a baby? Because I thought he was our daddy in this. No, I'm not part of this. That's your thing. Damn it, Rachel. Just get on board with the fantasy. I don't want to be a part of that. Anyway, he got an Oscar nomination for the Emperor's New Groove song. That's really interesting because I've never heard that song before. You might know it if we play it later. Do you remember when Notorious B.I.G. died? I don't because you were in a cult. That was the 90s you were in a cult. Yep. Backchecker, do you remember? And like Puff Daddy had the song, I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, so Sting and Puff Daddy collaborate in that. Because it's basically, I'll be watching you, but I'll be missing you. Oh. Yeah. Yes, they played that on Fresh Off the Boat. Really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. He collaborated with somebody else that we've discussed before in our podcast. <sighs> Guess who? John Bon Jovi. No. Mary J. Blige. Yes. That made more sense after I said John Bon Jovi because Mary J. Blige obviously has collaborated with probably way more people. Yeah. Yeah. So that was on an album called... Sacred Love, which is kind of like an R&B, jazzy kind of album. They want a Grammy for it. Mm. Sting has like 16 Grammys in total. Wow. Yeah, a lot. Good for him. That's mm-hmm. 
pretty impressive. He's done a lot. You've seen um, also Cold Mountain, right? I've not. What? I'm so kind of surprised. I know of it. It has Nicole Kidman, yeah. Renee Zellweger, yeah. Jude Law, yeah. I've not other seen people. It. It's like Civil War Appalachia. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of the storyline's kind of problematic today. I've heard it's problematic and also kind of slow. The main character is a slave owner, but she's nice to her slaves. So it's like, mm. work. I mean, owning slaves is obviously the worst thing. Yeah. But were slave owners not allowed to be nice to their slaves? Like in terms oh, of. Oh, this is a hot take, Topher. It's not a hot take. No, I'm asking a question like. Topher's like, problem, hot take, slave owners are nice. No, it, <laughs> Is the problem that she's depicted as showing kindness and therefore it's like a, a sort of idolizing this? Yes. The problem is that it's completely okay. whitewashing, literally whitewashing over okay. a period of American history. Gotcha. That making makes sense. the main I, character who owns another person a very sympathetic character. Gotcha. Now, well, were there instances where a few hmm, people were nice? Yeah, probably so. But. I, I do think. You cannot characterize an entire institution of no. owning other people. No, you as can't. As being, okay. No, you can't do that. I do think that it is important, though, to make it something, especially if you're, a, you know, a white person viewing this, it needs to be something where they are writing these characters well enough to be like, I do have some sort of inner struggle of empathy for this person. Because it it's was not, not just... It's not portrayed that way. Okay. So it's more, it's less of like, oh, this is a, a genuine person who I find like moments of kindness with and more just like happy slave owner, happy slaves kind of thing. Basically. So that's not okay. It's granted. It's been a while since I've read the book or seen the movie, but it was like the Nicole Kidman character, her father and her lover had were like conscripted into the Confederate army against their wishes. Cause of course, and they had to go fight and like Jude laws, her love interest and she's separated from him and blah, blah, blah. And she owns this little farm and Renee Zellweger is like the plucky, rednecky kind of woman who comes and helps her. Like, and they work this land until the war is over to like sustain themselves and all mm-hmm. that shit. But yeah, Nicole Kidman's character, I forget the character's name, is she definitely like owned a slave, but it was treated more as like, oh, you're just like my servant friend who kind of helps me out. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. That's not really Which- how things so let's not portray things like that yeah and that's such a hard balance i think to find when you're like trying to do things authentically because in in not nicole kidman the person but in nicole kidman's character's mind that is what was happening sure but but that is not the reality so i think it's important to be able to show that like the main thing should be this is not the reality right i don't think there's a problem with showing like a small part of that being her perspective because it's important to know where these people okay, are coming yeah, from. Yeah, and that's fine. But, but it needs to be painted with the main stroke of this being like, this is not okay. And Here's no, the reality not. of this situation. Because this everything one, yeah. in that story was excusing this Southern family Ooh, from yeah, no. the majority of a lot of Southern terrible actions at the time. Yeah, that's not okay. So, anyways, Sting, so you're Sting responsible was okay for with that. that? Like, yeah. What the fuck, Sting? Good job, Sting. Ding. Jesus Christ. I feel like you owe me 180 million pounds now. Honestly, it's the least you can do. The, I, we'll donate most of it to worthy causes. Like literally all but 178 million pounds <laughs> I will be donated for sure. Hey, even if you reverse it, I'd be happy with 2 million pounds. Well. It's 2 million more pounds than I have now, so. Well, I believe in shooting for the stars. Okay. You need to drink some more. 
Well, all right. So how how many bottles do you think? So how many bottles? Ten. Ten bottles per year. I don't, you didn't say per what. I was going to ask how many bottles per year you think that you could drink, like oh. given what like the guys in Florence and in Siena were doing. No way, I'm keeping up with them. No, I cannot. I have no. work to do. Here's the thing: that was the. I have to drive a car and go to work. I can't drink a bottle. That was the average, not like oh, this no. is the most that these people are drinking. 559 bottles per person was the average for the entire city. That's bananas. That means that there were a lot of people drinking way more than that. Yeah. I can't fathom that. But don't you want to? No, that sounds tiring after a while. Well, then you take a nap. You don't sleep well when you're that drunk on wine. We all know this, Topher. I don't. Well. I've not been sober in years. La-dee-da, mister. I sleep just fine on my wine. No, I can't. Here's the thing. I can't drink a lot because I don't, when I don't sleep well, like it messes with my digestion. It gives me a headache. I think I'm just at that point in my life where like my body's like, nope, you're not going to do that anymore. And I know I'm older than you. So go ahead and say. By far. Go ahead and say what you want to say. By far. By two days. (laughs) And several years. That's not true. Yeah, several years. But I just, I cannot do that. Even like vacation, Rachel can't do that. Hangovers. Hangovers are a real thing. Yes, they are. I remember like scoffing at people in my early 20s. about Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that 25, like literally the day after I turned 25 and like uh-huh. had been celebrating yeah. was like my first for real actual hangover uh-huh. where I was like, oh, this is what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I turned 30. Oh, don't do that. That's a mistake. Y- if you can avoid it, do, yeah, avoid it. Do it. Avoid it. But yeah, at that point, I was like, "Oh, that was such a cute twenty-five-year-old hangover that I had." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'll be thirty-five. So I'm I'm so excited to see how the trend continues. It's Only gonna gets be great. Worse. It's gonna be great. It gets worse. Yeah, I just can't do it. I just can't. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with like spacing drinks out, hydrating properly, what you're eating, exercise, things like that. Like, obviously, the sure. queen is in her 90s, and she she drinks 599 bottles a year. She drinks five drinks a day. What? Have you not seen that article that For, like goes what? into her no. diet? Yeah, yeah. Really? She has five drinks per day. Okay, but are the drinks like little drinks or like big drinks? Um, in order for it to be classified a drink, it depends on the type of alcohol that it is, but it has to be at least an ounce and a half for a spirit. And at least okay. five to six ounces for like a wine. And she's really? having, yeah. Queen Elizabeth, you sassy girl. Yeah. Look at you. She has like a glass of wine with lunch and then like two things throughout the the afternoon. And then like two drinks with dinner and okay. then an after dinner drink. So it's like spaced out. It's not spaced, like she's like, okay, yeah, spaced, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah, spaced out, it's easier to do. Oh God, this is a very burpy wine. I think all our wines are burpy wines. I think that we're just burpy people. Um, I don't think that's true. How dare you? But also, it's important to note that she's mixing not only her liquors, but also her types of alcohol with, like, multiple types of liquor with multiple types of Okay, but wine. in fairness, if and I get to be 90-something, I'm just going to fucking, like, drink all day. I don't well, give this a has shit. been her, like, routine. <gasps> Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, and she's lived in her, into her 90s. But my thing is, so first of all, don't just fucking assume that because like people have drinks that they're not going to live long. And I was going to say, look good. I thought you were saying prosper. They're going to take it like a star. Live long and prosper. (laughs) But also there's a myth of like mixing alcohols. Yeah. That shit's not true. It's not. 
No? It's re- no, it's really not. But okay, I do, and I will maintain this, whatever science says, that there are different kinds of drunk depending on what you're drinking. I think that is psychosomatic and nope. I think that it is true in the sense that uh-uh. you go into it thinking that you're a certain thing. No, because rum Rachel is very different than wine Rachel. Mm. Well, that's also different because it's a completely different type of spirit that you're drinking. See? Like you're going from. Thanks for proving me right. <laughs> you're going from wine mm-hmm. to like straight up alcohol. Yeah. So there are different kinds of drunk. Okay, yes, I'll give you that. Like rum, Rachel, there are no rules. It is. We're doing shots of rum before the next episode. No, That's what I'm we are not because I accidentally did that once. Remember when I thought. I do remember that. That's my little pre-show secret. We do a little shot of vodka, but one time I accidentally bought rum and I did not look at it until I drank it. And I was like, oh, that is wrong. That's not what I meant at and all. And it wasn't good rum either. No, it wasn't. Because I don't spend money like you're a bottle of clear liquor. Great. I'm checking out with you. Are we are we about ready to Yeah, let's finish this up. Our, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've taken us are to you Tuscany. Some, yeah, are you getting anything new from it now? It's better. Okay. You don't sound pleased. <laughs> you just wait. Let me finish the last little sipper. Sipper tail. Mm. Are you getting anything different? Mm-hmm. What are you getting? It's opened up a lot more. It's not as bad. It's got more of like, instead of like the kind of baked cherry kind of mm-hmm. thing going on with it, like that really kind of like pie fruit. It's much more like dried, like craisins kind of. <laughs> I don't know if that's been improvement. What do you mean? Craisins. Who the fuck out there is like, oh man, I got a hankering for craisins. I love craisins. You're a weirdo. I think they're great in salads. You know, the quality of the fruit. Oh, in a salad. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also as a snack. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Don't die. The quality I of the fruit has changed from like. <laughs> you know where the money is. No, You're the, the money maker. The quality too. of the fruit has changed into something that's a little bit more like uh-huh. a dried fruit. It's more savory, which is really fun. All more right. Earth driven. It's got some rosemary happening. No. Yep. Okay. Let's do our verdict. You ready? Three, two, one. Not guilty. guilty. Fuck you. This is you have a typo in your bottle. You're guilty. I'm oh, you here. can't do that. Yes, I can. <gasps> OK, well, we have a hung jury. So here's the deal. But uh, I, I'm right. We will obviously be posting. We'll we'll will blackberries. Mm-hmm. We'll be posting a picture of this wine and the typo on our social media. So make sure that you check it out uh-huh. and buy it for yourself, too. And it's only $17. You can also suffer with us. Yeah, and and let us know what you think. At True Crimes Against Wine on, at gmail.com. Yep, at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, anywhere you want. Yep. You can find us. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. See you next time. Bye, Rachel. You're Bye. Right. Bye. I'm right. Bye. Bye. No.